This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right. NBA is in full flight. Doubleheader got the season going last night. Uh, let's welcome aboard right now. Tim Doyle has joined us before. Friend of the show. CBS Sports HQ NBA analyst. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, buddy? Tim, what's up? Moose Taz, how you guys doing? I stayed up late last night, and I think I'm ready to predict the champion of the NBA. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's awesome. Uh, you're all set, ready to go. Bleary-eyed and all, Timmy. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The uh, Clippers are going to win the championship. There's no need to watch until the middle of June. I mean, basketball season just does not end. It's like oh. it opens up in October, and then it's like, cool, this will wrap up uh, almost in July. Uh, watching the Clippers last night, especially without Paul George, See, the Clippers had an identity. Like, last year they went 48 games, and it was through, like, grit and toughness and guarding people and getting in their face. Oh, and by the way, in the offseason, they had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, like, Kawhi just fit in seamlessly. And the Lakers were working out kinks, and you could just tell, like, they would throw Anthony Davis the ball, and then four guys would just kind of stare at him. And that's a hard way to play basketball when there's no movement. So, they got some things they're going to iron out, but there was like an excitement. There was a rivalry. There was like a playoff-like atmosphere at that game, and obviously you're not going to get that over the course of 82 games and nearly 10 months of basketball, but that was a really cool game to watch. So, so Tim, speaking on that, Moose and I were talking earlier about this. Like, so How big of a problem, in your opinion, is it, or, or do you think it's a problem, that the Clippers and Lakers you know, were, were, were either buried so late at night and also that they're, they're, sharing, they're sharing an arena? You know, Taz, they got a problem right now, the NBA. They're trying to figure out, all right, who do we slot in that first game? Because they had an answer for 10-plus seasons. It was LeBron, right? right LeBron's right. on the Cavaliers. He's going to play the first game. LeBron's on the Heat. He's going to play the first game. So, like, they went with, like, all right, hey, we got the new LeBron. We're going to slot Zion. Well, Zion didn't play. Hurt, yeah. And you got the Pelicans-Raptors game where – you know, I watched every minute of it. I think the Raptors are still a playoff team, but they're not a championship contender. I think the Pelicans are an up-and-coming team. I think they're going to win, I don't know, 38, 39 games. I, I thought they could have won that game last night against the Raptors. But, yeah, they're trying to figure out, Taz, like, who's going to be that draw in the East? Well, now you got Brooklyn, right? But now Durant's not playing this year. So, like, can Kyrie still carry that kind of – you know, that card early on. So that's a problem that the NBA is still trying to iron out right now. They're hoping Zion's going to be the guy. He was supposed to appear on national TV 30 times this year. Yeah. But I wonder what you think, because you wrestled some guys that were a little bit bigger, to say the least. Like, is he too big? Does he need to lose huh. weight? Well, Moose and I discussed this a lot yesterday, Tim, and, and, you know, the thing with him is he does have to keep an eye on his weight, and he's had knee injuries since AAU ball. I mean, he's, and Moose pointed out yesterday he couldn't complete a year with Duke last year, you know, so 
Yeah, he's got to be careful. I think he's like 6'6", 285 in that world, 290. Now while he's out with this meniscus, the scope on this meniscus, he's really got to be careful uh, of his caloric intake because he can't do any kind of cardio work. And, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, Moose and I were pondering yesterday, is the guy injury prone? Is there something going on with yeah. his knees? You know, that, that's something to think about. Yeah, I, I, I got some inside info for you. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers, they invested in this company called Connexon, which is an analytics company that now 20-plus NBA teams use. And all it monitors is <laughs> all your heart rate, your vertical, your workload, how many miles you ran. Like, they take every single metric, and it's really been the reason that they've been able to keep Joel Embiid on the floor, Ben Simmons on the floor. They love this analytics company so much that Sixers management has bought into it because they've been able to monitor their players and keep them relatively healthy, You know, even though both those guys, Embiid and Simmons, were sort of injury-prone coming into the NBA. Guys, guess who just got this analytics company down in their team. Oh, New Orleans. Correct. Mm. So they just invested in the company about three <laughs> weeks ago, probably three weeks too late. But, yeah, they're going to have to monitor him because he is so big. But he's going to be an amazing draw. He was great in the preseason, averaged over 20 points a game, shot over 70%. So, yeah, they're trying to figure out the NBA, who's going to be that draw. And I think he will be because I think he's going to be a sensation to watch. Tim, uh, you know, the, the NBA has been dominated by quote-unquote super teams as of late. Do you think it's good for the league that we open up the year? And obviously there's teams that are really good, but there's not that quote-unquote super team coming into this season? I think it is. Uh, just from uh, especially a gambling perspective, right? I mean, um, and when you look at the East, I think it's just a two-horse race between the Bucks and the 76ers. I think once the rank gets healthy, that's going to kind of open the door off to the Nets, but I don't think that's going to be this year. And then out West, you know, watching those two teams yesterday, yes, I, I do think the Jazz and the Nuggets are going to be able to compete. But, like, once playoff basketball comes around, you know, that's when, like, you got to score big boy buckets. And that's where I think the Lakers and the Clippers are going to have a massive edge. And I think the Lakers are probably going to add some pieces as the season goes on. So, you know, in all sports, you kind of know who's going to be there at the end now, right? I mean, baseball, you kind of know the Astros are going to be there, right? Football, you kind of pick out five teams, one of those teams before the season is going to win the national championship. Like, hockey's still up for grabs, but you, know, you kind of know now, like, the, the group that's going to be there at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I, I do think that the parity in the NBA is better than just the Warriors, which are so much better than teams the past last couple of years. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, Tim, let me ask you, you mentioned Kevin Durant earlier. Do you, do you think that uh, we see KD at some point this season? You know, coming off that injury, I, I got huge concerns. You know, like, that's like the worst injury you could have. And then, like, all right, let's give him a huge max contract. He's already won MVPs, NBA championships. Like, I don't want to kind of put what I would do in that position, but what I would do in that position is buy like a huge house in the Hamptons, like drink like margaritas every single day, like fat on horses. Like, you know what I would not be doing guys? Like working on my step back jump shot. Like I would just be like swimming in money, like ducktails every day. Like, I don't know like what's going to drive him at this point in his career because you know, he's already done it all, and now he's coming off the crazy sports injury. So, so unless he's, like, really in the love of the game, 
he's at a point in his life, his career, where he's proven all of his points. So I know the Nets are excited to get him, but I don't know. I, I don't think he's ever going to be the player he once was. He could be close, but Kobe Bryant coming off the same injury. Go look at the numbers, guys. They never even came close, shooting percentage-wise, winning-wise, scoring-wise, to what he once was before that injury. True. I mean, age is also a factor there with Kobe and, and Kevin. And one thing I would disagree, though, Tim, is this, is, you know, Taz and I talked about at the time when he left the Warriors via free agency, is that I, I do think he has something to prove because I think people looked at him jumping on the championship train out in Golden State. If he should ever win a title in Brooklyn with the Nets, I agree. Then I think he shuts everybody else out forever. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. Um, I, 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 I just said what I would be doing, Moose. I don't yeah. know if you want to like, you know, warm <laughs> in. I mean, I'm like a gambler. I'm like overweight. Yeah. I don't mow my lawn. Like, there's things, things I'm not proud of, okay? But, like, I'm just saying what I would be doing if I got all that money. You're right. I mean, obviously, that's like Kevin Durant's player at the NBA. And I'm getting my kids ready for school right now. So if I would have worked a little bit harder, guys, maybe my life would have been different. Um, Tim, as as we look, you know, when you look at, um, you know, the one thing in in, in Durant that that bothers me as a Nick fan, growing up as a Nick fan, is he can't seem to get New York, the Knicks, that is, out of out of the uh, conversation. He's always kind of taking swipes at the Knicks. I mean, he he made the decision. He went to Brooklyn. He didn't want to play at Madison Square Garden. That's fine. The Knicks have obviously moved on. Why do you think Kevin Durant continue to take swipes at the Knicks? Uh, here's a guy who created fake Twitter accounts. This is what Kevin Durant did. He created fake Twitter accounts. He managed all them. And then he would respond from these fake accounts as just like a random person standing up for Kevin Durant. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to have some really thin skin. It's actually a pretty good but, idea to have a bunch of burner accounts. That's, I, I should, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's also like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, you know, I, I heard this once from Danny Graves, who pitched in the major leagues. And he goes, you don't get paid to perform. You get paid to get treated like a piece of meat, to get thrown out in front of the media, to get traded, to show up. To pre- like, they pay you all that money because you have to do so many different things. And the one thing that comes along with it, Taz, you know this, like walking to the ring. You know, I, I remember this. I, I'm at wrestling, WCW events. And I'm with, like, my uncle, who's, like, a police officer, and a couple mm. of guys that were, like, really blue-collar. and with my little cousin. And Ric Flair is walking to the ring. Yeah, And my cousin's like eight years old at the point, and he's screaming at Ric Flair. He's like, you're bad at wrestling. You're a bad guy. Yeah. Ooh, Ric Flair, you stink. Right. And Ric Flair just turned to him. He went, woo, I did your mama. And he went, woo, I did so I was like, what? That's what Rick would do, yeah. That makes sense. It was the most unbelievable moment. And he didn't say, I, I tried to clean that up for the, for right. the so other people could hear that. But right. that's, he looked him right in the eye. The kid was like seven years old. I did your mama. Woo! <laughs> well, the thing is, like, that's your job. If you're a heel, you're a bad guy. You want that reaction. You, you do your job. You know? To a seven-year-old, that is fantastic. Well, because that's, that's we call that cheap heat. And that's the best way to do it. Like a little kid. Or, like, you know, back in the day, if a female was verbal, like, from the audience, you get all over on the mic, oh, it's great. Uh, it's easy heat. People hate you. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a layup. Um, and Tim, so you, right now, when you look at it, you mentioned you ran through the teams you think that could win a championship this year. Uh, if you had to pick one, you're going with the Clippers? 
Yes, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Even though I'm not like a huge Paul George guy, I, I think that he's one of those guys that always plays well like when the games don't matter that much. But now he's going to be on the biggest stage. And I think playing with Kawhi and with a team, like I said, Clippers won 48 games. Like when I watched them yesterday, Kawhi was the superstar. He was the best player on the floor. Even though Anthony Davis and LeBron were there, and then two through ten was interchangeable, whether it was Zubats or Lou Williams. Like, they just had so many other guys that they were like, whoa, that guy knows his role, or that guy comes in and does what he needs to do. Like, jam it. Like, there was no weak link out there. Like, no offense to JaVale McGee, but, you know, he can't really do anything besides dunk and, like, a block a shot. Like, they have so many different guys that kind of, like, can do so many different things. That's what I was so impressed with. With the Clippers, so did I? I don't know if you guys know this. My dad played in the NBA. Did you guys know that? Uh, I did not know. <laughs> yeah, so I got a chance to. I, I I'm going to be on NBA TV all season long as their fantasy expert. So I had like a surreal moment yesterday when I'm talking to Isaiah Thomas because he was in the studio and I was working out of my home studio, aka my basement. <laughs> so I'm I'm like engaging with Isaiah Thomas and I have a piston sign in the background. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I'd always ask my dad, like, stories about the road. And, you know, I'm sure Taz, you know, you got kids. Like, you can't tell them all the stories because no. I'm sure they were pretty wild, no. right? Yes, so, yes. So, like, finally my dad, I was like, so tell me, like, what were your stats like? And he goes, uh, you know, I was a 30-30-30 guy. And I'm like, wow, from a fantasy angle, like, that's unbelievable. He goes, yeah, if we were up by 30 points or down by 30 points, I got in for like 30 seconds. That was my role. I was like, oh, there you go. That's a great job. Good job. Hey, Tim. That's great. Uh, best oh, of luck at NBA TV. Oh, we'll be man. watching CBS Sports HQ. We appreciate the time this morning. All right, bud? Thanks, Timmy. See you guys. Woo! You got it. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.